G'day folks and welcome to a brand new season of the Club Rugby Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Source Hotel from Queensland Rugby Union. And to kick things off for 2021, we've got some special guests joining us on the pod. From East Tigers tonight, we're joined by fly half Jack Frampton and club stalwart Tom Milosevic. Boys, how are we? Good, Saucy. How are you, Good, mate. Yourself? Mate, I am excellent. Now, the reason we got you guys on tonight, of course, 2021... Uh, you guys are going to be kicking off the season with an Australian Club Championship clash against last year's Shoot Shield Premier's Gordon at Tigerland. This weekend is going to be an absolute cracking weekend, but before we get to that, we're going to have a bit of a chat around how pre-season's gone, how the Tigers are shaping up. But just firstly, fellas, just how weird is it to be back playing rugby already considering we only wrapped up the 2020 season at the start of November? Yeah, um, I don't know about you, Jack, but... Oof. For me, anyway, Sauce, it feels like um, the late, later start than usual has really pushed, and it feels like we've been away for ages. Um, it feels like we've had a really long break, so I know for me, I'm just really keen to get back into it. Yeah, I'm the same. It feels like it's been a while since we played and stuff, so yeah, it's good to get back into it and see the boys again. So Must just be me, me, uh, must just be me that uh, feels like it's just come out of the blue, but anyway... <laughs> All good. Uh, now, fellas, so what happens when you rock up week one, Saucy? <laughs> Look, mate, yeah, after the four trials. I'm undecided as to whether or not I'm playing, boys. Old fella's a bit out of shape. Um, now, guys, in terms of uh, 2020, it's no secret. Six from six, it was a competition record. No one's ever won that many premierships in one year. Um, Tommy, mate, we'll start with you. You've obviously been involved at East for a long time, mate. Just how special was that weekend for the club, mate? Massive achievement. Yeah, I think um, with someone who's been at the club for for more years than I can care to remember, um, I think for me and for the wider club community, to win six premierships to, and go into six grand finals in itself is no mean feat. Um, and then to come away with six premierships from those six finals is amazing and I can just tell you like the, the mood at the club on that Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, not Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, there were some pretty special days and I can tell you that there were a few sore heads after that week um, but for the club it was an outstanding achievement and I know that everyone down at East who put in all the time on and off the field, um, they couldn't be happier with their efforts. Frampto, for you, mate, obviously grand final weekend was a bit bittersweet, mate. Um, you were unfortunately ruled out of that one um, due to concussion, mate. Uh, but watching on from the sidelines, mate, running water, etc. Um, just what was it like sort of soaking in um, that atmosphere on the weekend? Yeah, it was good, you know. We missed out last year and the year before. Um, we went close and obviously I missed out again last year. It was like really disappointing. Um but, you know, the boys dug deep and they had a great game. It was still special to be there in the locker room with them, running water and still getting around them throughout the week and obviously celebrating for the week with them as well. Um, but, yeah, like Milo said, it's, it's pretty special to everyone at the club. Um, I know Luco and Boxy and all the coaches and stuff put in massive effort last year to keep the comp running and whatnot. And the boys really put in the effort. You know, six grand finals is massive. So, yeah, it all shows. And I think we just got a lot to build on this year. It's a bit of a surreal feeling on that Sunday, wasn't it, in terms of the fact like you'd had Colts 4 get up, 5th grade got up on that Saturday, but then the girls won that first game and then 3rd mm-hmm. grade got up and then it was a bit like, Jesus, we're on here. It was uh, 
Yeah, I don't know if everyone sort of quite knew what to do. No, I think it's, you kind of look at that. Um, we kind of got the message that that second grade had won. <clears throat> and I thought, geez, if we're the only team to drop this grand final and ruin it for everyone else, that's not good. we're not going to be able to go back to Bottomley afterwards. Um, so I kind of thought after after second grade got that win, I was like, yeah, this one's, this one's ours. It's not going to go any other way. Yeah, I was the same. I was running water for the boys during warm-up, watching the hot... Um second grade score, just get racked up, racked up, watch the time run out, you know. And I was the same, you know, saw the grand final wins, watched the day before and just sort of knew, like, when the second grade got up, the boys weren't going to let this one slip. Yeah, it was definitely, uh, it was cool to watch on um, from the sidelines, sort of from my point of view as well. But I suppose, guys, um, the celebrations that ensued, I mean, it's no secret that there was a lot of fun had. I know you guys uh, went on a little bus trip out to uh, out to Gatton. Um, I believe a <laughs> former club great owns a owns a owns a pub out there, and there's some good videos to come from that. But in keeping it as PG as we can, just just how big were those few days in terms of celebration? Uh, oh, not Jack. Jack, after you, mate. I think you've got some, <laughs> you've got a couple of good stories that the viewers at home would love to see. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Well, um, no, I, I reckon... no. You go. You go, Tommy. Yeah, I was going to say, so I think some, some things are best left unsaid. Um, but I can tell you that it was a very good time. And I think having the Open Cup on the Tuesday that week only lent itself to, to the celebrations. And, and they were only going one direction after that Monday afternoon. <laughs> and, that was, and that was sky high. So it was a really good weekend. Um, obviously, you don't win six premierships every year, so I think everyone enjoyed every part of it, every part of that. Um, but in saying that, like, what's winning six premierships one year and none the next? So I think everyone's going to be digging in and working hard this year to probably go one better and just keep pushing up going into season twenty twenty one. Well, that will segue to my next question. But before we hit that, we got to ask, mate, uh, your brother, the tattoo. Tell us about <laughs> that one. Oh. Yeah, I don't know about that one. A few guys at the clubs have got it. Um, funnily enough, no one who played in a premiership winning side on that weekend got, got one of those tattoos. There is there is a slightly different one that Hilsey and Matt Smith have been branding at training. Um, there was talk of Matt Smith getting his on his lower back, but he was out and went for it on his arm instead. Um, but no, yeah, Nick Nick wears his tattoo with pride, and and as he should. Now he's the what, was the most successful club captain in. Queensland rugby history. Club <laughs> rugby true. history. Very true. Um, now, gents, you know, touching on what Tommy said there in terms of, you know, how do you build on winning six premierships into the new year? Just what sort of the challenge heading into 2021? How do you build on that? What's sort of the next challenge for East? You want to go, Marlon? <laughs> um, yeah, well, like, Last year was obviously a special year, you know, six and six. I think the goal this year is seven or eight, you know, try and get as many people in there as, as we can. Um, and I think all the boys are just like celebrating like we did for the week. I think they know what the, what can come at the end if they put in the hard work. So I think everyone's just sort of building on themselves. You know, they've, they've got the belief that they can do it now through every team. So, yeah, there's, there's plenty of build, plenty to build on. Um, so just wait and see what the year holds. 
Yeah, I think just with what Jack was saying, there's a lot of confidence around the club at the moment, um, and that's and that's from ones down to sixth grade, um, the women's team, and all three Colts. There's been a lot of I think they're going to push something like four or five Colts teams again this year, um, and looking at like six and sixth grade teams plus the plus the women's team. So that's great numbers for the club, um, and I suppose you get that when you when you have success, people want to follow that success. Um, but obviously, there's that talk of a grand final hangover. Um, I personally don't feel like we've got that in the group at the moment. A few new faces in there and everyone's really stepped up. Um, um, yeah, so when you're working with the group that we've got at the moment and probably 80%, 70% of the team are there from last year, it means that we're not starting at square one again. So we've got that foundation now and what we're doing is we're just building upon that and we're looking to improve every week. So we don't want to be complacent um, and rest on our laurels for this season. This, the goal is to get better and win the win the cup again. Now, you see, this this happens a lot of times after premierships and all that sort of stuff. But you guys are kind of victims of your own success, where you've lost sort of some key personnel to to rep duties. We saw um, Sarah Uru's taken uh, more of a uh, more permanent role within the red squad um, rather than sort of sitting out in the wider squad. We saw Richie Asiata make his debut in round one of Super Rugby. And then um, obviously Reese Van Neck's gone down to the Rebels. Um, how awesome is that to see um, some of those fellas go on to, to achieve some pretty cool stuff in the last few weeks with the start of Super Rugby AU? Um, I, yeah. I reckon it's pretty cool to see the boys like progress through especially Seru, like he's a freak. Like he should, he should have been there last year more. Um, you saw on the weekend, the way he played, like he, you know, if he's not pushing for a starting spot, I don't know what else he's got to do, you know? Um, and as for Reese Van Neck, like it's unreal for him to get an opportunity. Um, came over to us for a year, played his heart out and look what he gets in the end. So, you know, hopefully Richie gets some more game time soon and, and he can show what he's made of because he's a special player as well. Very true. Yeah, it's, it's it's great to see those guys who've just been on the fringes maybe the last last season or two and not getting regular regular game time um, play a good club season and obviously they got the just desserts have a good preseason with the Reds and you can see it, they've stepped up to that level um, and they're not showing us down at East anything new but I think to, to everyone else they're showing just how good these boys are and how good some of those players running around in club footy are. Very true. Now, I suppose those guys moving on, it takes us through to um, pre-season 2021. Um, you guys have been um, back on deck for a little while now. How Just generally, um, Milo, we'll go to you first up, mate. How do you feel everyone's sort of shaping up heading into this year? Um, I think it's going to be a good season. Obviously, we're back to 16, 16 weeks this year. Um, so for, for my older body now, that's going to be going to be a bit of a slug but no I'm I'm Kane and just look just for the words that are coming around the ground I think it's going to be a really strong competition this year um bit of player movement in the off season um a lot of new faces I think a lot of Colts boys as well have come out of the Colts programs at different clubs and they're playing their first years in grades um so it's going to be an exciting comp and I think with the coverage that everyone's getting through Stan um it's just more accessible too so I think it's going to be a really high quality comp um and probably a really tight race for the top four again um couldn't don't know if I could pick them at this stage, having only been one trial in. But you know, you obviously got your favourites coming into each season, so it's going to be a really interesting race. Well, we will get your predictions later on in the pod, mate. So so have a think. But um, Frampto, for you, mate, you've obviously had a couple of seasons now, mate, where you've had a few injuries here and there, niggly stuff that have kept you out of the lineup. Um, 
How, how are you, mate, physically heading into the 2021 season? Um, physically, I'm feeling good. Uh, I had a pretty good off-season. Uh, injured myself again, doing something stupid. But, <laughs> you know, it sort of helped me get a few things in check. Um, and I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. It was good to get a hit out against North on the weekend. Um, we just get back out there. Lungs are a bit, bit sore after. But, you know, I'm feeling good. I put in a good off-season. So I'm, I'm keen for this year. And fingers crossed, um, nothing happens with injuries. Um, now, fellas, in terms of you mentioned player movement and all that sort of stuff, Milo, already, who mm-hmm. are sort of some of the key recruits? Who are sort of some of the key guys who potentially moved on? Uh, obviously, we it's, it's no secret that Benny Mullins hung up the boot, so that's obviously a big loss. Yeah. But um, who else can we see sort of that's going to be brand new lining up for the Tigers this year, mate? Yeah, so if we just go off our pack from the weekend, there's a couple of new faces running around. We're not, there's a couple of new boys to the club. Um, so we're looking at in the back row, um, RP's come across from North, so he was playing. He was a bit of a North staple for a few years, so he's come across in our back row. Um, so he's going to fill that hole. So Gunny's moved on. Um, he reckons his injuries are too bad, but I don't know about Gunny. He's, he's might be his brain injuries. Um, See you in a few weeks, Gunny. <laughs> yeah, he'll be back. Um, yeah. Aiden Tyler reckons he's gone again. He played on the weekend, so the, uh, he just gets younger every year, I think. Um, and Tyrese Wilson was lining up at thirteen for us. Um, then we've got, obviously, Zach Crothers, who was on the bench for us in the grand final. He's been starting at hooker, um, and he played the house down on Saturday. So I think he's going to have a really big year. And Alex Alex Smith's come out of the Colts program, um, lining up at seven for us this year as well, and he's going to have a really great year, and he's had a big off-season. He was, he's looking fit too. Yeah, mate, um, Tyrese Wilson, he's a Colts graduate as well, isn't he? He played Prem Colts there last year, didn't he? Yeah, he was playing at the Prem Colts team last year, yeah. So he's moved and moved up to grades. All right, from my understanding, big wraps on him. So can you see how he slots into that back line? Um, I think he, um, just on Tyrese, I think he's actually got a call up to go into camp with the Junior Wallabies. So, he, um, yeah, he's definitely a high level of player, which is pretty cool for him. So, oh, Awesome. Um, and now, in terms of the key outs, sort of how do you cover for some of these guys that have sort of gone on to rep honours? Is there fellas that are sort of stepping up from... Um, reserve grade, etc. You mentioned Zach Crothers coming through. He's obviously yeah. um, one of the, one of the hot young talents of the comp. But um, has there been anyone else sort of within the East um, pathway already that sort of stepped up to cover for the mm-hmm. loss of a few of those fellas? Yeah, definitely. So I, prefer, I forgot this before. As SJ Tamala's also come over from UQ um, at Tidehead to replace Reese Van Neck. So that's a nice handy little replacement for us. But yeah, if we're talking about boys from East. That are coming up through the path pathways. Um, we've got JP. He's he's playing prop. So it's his first year out of Colts too. So he he came in off the bench on the weekend. So nice young prop. Sonny's in there too. So the front row stocks are looking pretty healthy at Easts, and they have been for a couple of years. So we do a lot of do a lot, do a lot of work around that, which is great. Um, ben Grant's come over from the, from the Reds. Um, so he's originally at the Force and he signed with the Reds started this year. Um, so he was lining up for us as well on the weekend. Um, Backline's effectively unchanged, isn't it, Frampto? There's not other than Tori, yeah, pretty much. Not many. Yeah, I think um, Hazy's come back. He didn't go back overseas. He just got out of quarantine, so he'll be yeah. he'll be ready to roll in a, in a few weeks, if not on the weekend. Um, and just with the front row, I don't reckon you could uh, rule out Jimmy Durham. He'll be pushing for Jimmy, a spot. Yes. He, he's electric, so he's like a little Zach Crothers as well. So I reckon those two have a good competition this year. Nice. Really keep him out of those workplace. Workplace injuries, friends. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> Take him under my wing, mate. Show him what not to do. <laughs> Too true. Um, now, gents, obviously, first trial of the weekend against Norths. Um, just overall, how'd that first hit out go? Um, I think it was just your typical first trial. Um, first 15 minutes, your, your lungs are killing you, and then the 65 remaining minutes, you're trying not to die. <laughs> <laughs> It was good. It was a bit scrappy. Um, there was a few work-ons in terms of just positioning and stuff like that and just, you know, your basic catch-pass areas that happen when fatigue fatigue seems to creep in. But I think in terms of um, a preload for our game into Gordon this weekend, it probably couldn't have been a better start. It's highlighted a few areas which we need to work on for tomorrow night um, or during the week, sorry, for, for training. But there was, there was no glaring glaring issues in terms of attack shape or destructure. Um but yes, I think the boys will be full of confidence after after last week. We may now. Obviously, that brings us through to this Australian Club Championship match this weekend at Tigerland against Gordon from Sydney. But I suppose, how much prep work are you actually able to do for this one? Because it's going to be a very different Gordon lineup to um, what we actually saw in the grand final. Because it's no secret that Darren Coleman, their head coach, he's uh, he's gone over to the Guiltinis in, in the US competition there in LA. And he's taken a host of shoot shield talent with him, including a lot of the Gordon fellas. So, Tommy, mate, just how much prep work have you guys actually been able to do for this? Or are Gordon a little bit of an unknown heading into this weekend? Yeah, I think you can probably you can probably take certain things um, out of previous footage. So we've obviously got we've got that footage up on our up on huddle at the moment. So we can look at basic attack structure and certain certain personnel. So. That, they're not going to be a completely new outfit. There's obviously going to be boys there from last year who we can highlight um, in that footage and style of play and attacking styles are generally pretty consistent across clubs and in club football in Australia. So there's obviously key things that we can take from it, but the big thing is it's, it's we're focusing on ourselves and what we can do. And predominantly that's what we did last year and we had great success with that. So we're doing what we do best to the best of our abilities and consistently. And that's, and that's probably the plan for this weekend. Too true. I know um, Brendan Mitchell, who obviously he's a former Sunny Coast Stingray turned Sunny Bank Dragon, who's down in, in Sydney now playing for Gordon. He made a comment on uh, social media the other day saying, he tagged me and said, oh, I can't wait to go tiger hunting. Haven't done that in a while. And I just said to him, mate, aren't you the only bloke from your team left in Australia? <laughs> so, uh, and then I've seen something on Instagram tonight of him carrying a dumbbell in the gym and the uh, the caption was practicing holding the uh, Australian Club Championship trophy. So, <laughs> we'll have to send some online banter back their way. Yeah, I leave that one to France. He's the resident resident in-house troller. Oh, I don't know, man. We might have to get uh, Jaden Carroll onto it. He's pretty high <laughs> up on the social media ranks. So. Shane, Kelly, Shane Kennedy's just gone back to uni. Maybe he's got free time. He can do it. Oh, he's got plenty of free time. <laughs> what about Big Pook Garland? He's a social media superstar. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to TikTok him. We could hug him before we game. <laughs> Pookie uh, could put something together for like a war cry before we walk out or something, you know? Yeah. If those guys are interested, it's at Big Daddy Mooks. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Pookie. <laughs> Happy That's birthday, true. mate. It's his birthday today. And um, Yeah. Now, just, guys, in terms of, um, you know, we talk about building on the six from six, just capping that off with an Australian Club Championship trophy, something that East haven't held um, 
I think since uh, 2008 was the last time it was won. After the 2007 season, that was won down at SS, SFS. 2009, I think, source. True. Uh, got my years mixed up there. Tommy's all over it. Uh, I was still a stingray at that point, mate, so forgive me. Um, but, mate, uh, just how special would that be to bring that home to Tigerland and obviously winning it at home in East? It'd be great. Like, obviously, we would have loved the love to trip down to Sydney because who wouldn't? That'd be that'd be a great time. But I think to do it in front of a big home crowd at East, which we're expecting it will be the last time it was played at East. I think it was 2014, and there was there was probably close to 4,000 people there. It was it was packed. It's the most people I've ever seen in Norman Park. I think period. Um, <laughs> so no, it'd it'd be great. I think to cap off the season that we had last year. Um, then to start our 2021 campaign with the Oz Club Championships, I think you couldn't you couldn't buy a better start to the season. I don't think. Very true. Um, we've mentioned just how big of a weekend this is going to be at East. We've also got South and Bond tied into to trials as well. Um, just you know, everyone gets around a good club game at Tigerland. You've mentioned the crowd, so it's sure to be a massive weekend there. But um, let's throw forward to the 2021 QPR season. And I mentioned we're going to get to your guys' um, thoughts on who you think is sort of going to be uh, the teams to watch, who, who's potentially going to make up that top four. So, Frampto, we'll, we'll chuck to you first up, mate. Um, who would be uh, your picks, mate, for, for top four this year? Obviously, as we mentioned, a bit of player movement, but probably got a bit of an understanding as to where the clubs are, are shaping up for the year. Yeah, well, like Milo said earlier, there's always those, you know, those strong clubs who are always going to be pushing up there. Um, so, you know, we're obviously going to be in the top four. We're not going to throw ourselves out of that. Um, definitely want to be up in the number one spot. I think that's a definite goal for the boys. Um, you know, I reckon Jeeps will have a strong year um, and uni. And then, you know, I reckon um, I reckon maybe Sunnybank could be a dark horse this year. Sunny did some pretty good things with them last year. I reckon they could work their way up. They had some some form at the end of last year. Uh, it'd be cool to see them up in the top four and have a run against them. Good shout, mate. No brothers in that top four, you reckon? No. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Um, Tommy, mate, for you, mate, where, where's your head at? Yeah, look, um, I was pretty, pretty similar sentiment to Frampton, I reckon. And, I was, and instead of Sunnybank, I'd probably have to... I don't know, I'd just... I think I'm going to sneak South into there. And that's, I think that's just more going to be of a talking point. But I think it's a young side. They're going to have a lot of confidence out of last year. I think they've retained a lot of players, or if they have retained a lot of players, and it's a playing group that's been together for a few years now. So I think, if not top four, they're going to get a lot of upset upset wins this season. Um, they're, probably, they're definitely not going to look at them as upset wins. There's wins that they've worked hard for, and rightly so. Um, but yeah, I think South, so same top three as Jacko, but I think... For, um, South might surprise a few people. All right. And, guys, um, in terms of players to watch from the different clubs across the competition, who are you guys sort of uh, predicting will have big years? I'm pretty interested to see how Tassie goes. Um, slotted in, in Bond. Um, I'll be keen to have a look at it, see how he gels in and see what that back mm-hmm. line can do because they've been hot over the last few years, um, especially losing Menzies because I think he's gone down to the shoot shield. And... Um, Rian Stowers, he's gone down as well. So, yeah, we'll see what Tussie can produce. And that's Tussie Tussie that was down at... He was at Gordon last year, wasn't he? Yeah, 
Nice, that's a good recruit for them, especially as you mentioned with Menzies going, he's a massive loss for them. Um, Tommy, yeah. for you, mate, have you got sort of a particular eye on on anyone at any of the other clubs, mate? Mate, no one in particular. I am in, I am interested to see how the boys who have um, done Reds preseasons come back and slid into clubland. Um, I know you mentioned going on with um with, with the COVID the recent COVID cases that they may not be able to slot back in, but um, in saying that, I would love to see those boys who've played club going and done a preseason with the Reds and come back and just absolutely kill it. Um, and have great years and just lift the standard of the competition. Very true, mate. Well, fingers crossed that we're uh, we're back to a little bit of a normality, mate, after the scare on the weekend. So time mm. will tell. But fellas, thanks very much for joining me this evening. Um, obviously, exciting times ahead with the season just around the corner. But you know, massive weekend ahead at Tigerland. So we encourage everyone to get down. Show their support for the Tigers in uh, what's the Queensland versus New South Wales rivalry this weekend, and obviously. The match will be live on stand for the first time. Hey, good source. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, but everyone get down. It'll be an exciting, exciting weekend. And make sure you hang around after. That's it. That's it. That's more important. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, we'll catch you out of Tigerland on the weekend. Sounds thanks, good, mate. Catch you down there, mate. See ya.